0: Uh, good morning. It is the 1st of November. It is a. What day is it? Wednesday? Uh, yep. And um, we're in a cafe. It is is a.m. We have coffee. We have keyboards. We are just about ready to get our first words down for this year's NaNoWriMo, having just had a very vigorous last minute total readjustment <laughs> of Addie's plot. <laughs> writing advice so you don't have to. I'm CZ Tax, I'm a sci-fi and fantasy writer, and I'm ready for this year to be over.
1: <laughs> I am A.D. Ellicott, I'm a writer who can't help but write fantasy, even when I am attempting sci-fi.
0: Well, we survived the first week of National Novel Writing Month. I noticed that you're semi-coherent and still wearing clean clothes, so I'm guessing week one treated you well? Allegedly. You're right, I shouldn't make assumptions. Has week one gone for you, dear?
1: (laughs) Okay, so I've been writing much more consistently, but I'm not quite hitting the 1,667 words you'd need to hit each day to be on target. Uh, So I am, at this moment, about 2,000 words behind the week one target.
0: Have you had your nervous breakdown yet?
1: Look, there have been some dark moments, but I'm not sure we are entering breakdown territory just yet.
0: So what was this dark moment precisely?
1: <laughs> uh, as ever, just interested in the, the torments of my soul?
0: Of course. it's my favorite thing is torments.
1: All right, so as we have mentioned, I do love a plot. And following the advice in part one of this book did lead me to making a last minute change to the story idea.
0: So you admit it wasn't my fault? No, it was entirely
1: your fault. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But but that left me going into the month with the sort of minimal plotting that is outlined in chapter four. And so there's there've been some days where writing has been like a, a struggle. Um I did actually record one of my daily diaries when I was struggling with this, so we can play it through for our dear hypothetical
0: listeners. Oh, excellent. Let's do that.
1: Uh, it is day five of NanoRomo. I have not gotten any writing done. It is only 8.30pm, but there is not enough time left in the day to do my catch up writing. I can already tell I am struggling with a lot of the advice to go into this without a plot. I'm finding it much more painful to write so than I normally do you think would
0: that have. It was so <laughs> hard.
1: So I figured out that while I am definitely not a panster, I can plot on the fly. And on that day I had not done any of the prep work that I need to. So when I sat down to do the writing that evening, there was nothing in the tank.
0: I'm, I'm kind of curious and I'm, I'm scared of what the answer might be because <laughs> every so often you say something that sounds really normal and then I probe a little bit and I find something that horrifies me completely. But um, what prep work are you doing here?
1: All right, this, right, <laughs> I'm fairly certain this will not horrify you. Thank God. So I've been doing morning pages. Oh, and yeah. And I know you're familiar with these, but um, for anyone who is not – This is the advice from Julie Cameron in her book, The Artist's Way. And essentially, it is that first thing in the morning, you sit down and you write out three pages of longhand sort of stream of consciousness writing uh, to get your creative juices flowing.
0: Yes, this is um, kind of her daily practice. The book is from, I think, like the 70s or the 80s. And you can definitely tell it was kind of written for a very specific kind of artistic scene. But the morning pages are a piece of advice that genuinely holds up really well and that I found really helpful. Uh, and I think we should definitely uh, revisit that book at some point in the future, maybe when it's not fucking nano rhymes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I found it really, really helpful to, to spontaneously re-outline uh, using that practice. Mm. But uh, on that day, I had not done that because I woke up with a hangover. Ah, uh, yes, the other
0: audio diary from that day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the long story short is, a friend had made me a pangalactic goggle blaster at a party the night before. And true to its fictional counterpart, it did feel like having my brain smashed out by a slice of lemon wrapped around a gold brick.
0: Man, Douglas Adams sure could turn a phrase, couldn't he? He, he really, what a legend. I just... <sighs> yes,
1: and I think he he had a, a wonderful quote which i think really suits the theme of nanowrimo mm. which is about loving the sound of deadlines as they whoosh by you yes. <laughs> i've been doing Absolutely. on my on my daily totals at least letting a lot of whooshing by yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yep. fair enough fair enough look can't blame you and uh, you know you've still got plenty of time to catch up there's a, a shade over three weeks left in november you know a couple of couple of
1: heavy-duty writing days you'll get
0: there yeah yeah all right what about you
1: how about your week one
0: pretty good uh much to my own surprise uh my plans to write three thousand words a day were to absolutely nobody's surprise a little over ambitious and i have not successfully achieved anything like the buffer that i want to achieve uh but i've only and i've only written five days out of seven i should know that as well there were two days where nothing fucking happened and um You know what, I'm just going to splice in some audio here about why that is. (laughs) Uh, I'd stay whatever. Because Australia has truly fucking stupid regulations around certain classes of drugs, I am currently unable to refill the script on the prescription medication that keeps me functional until I can see a very expensive specialist... And I am currently raw-dogging life as best I can without the input of modern medicine. It has not been a productive day. And then, um, you know, I'm not sure what happened on the second day that I was not writing. Um, But here's the audio that I recorded for that day. Have we considered that writing is bad, actually? And um, yeah, I'm. I am. I wound up slightly ahead overall due to on day six forgoing lunch in favor of uh, emergency writing catch up. So I'm. I'm very slightly ahead, uh, but I don't think I'm going to hold on to that for very long. <laughs> I think there's a few late nights in my future.
1: Stay. Stay positive.
0: Mm, All right. That's not. That's not my brand.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I've listened to some of your your audio diaries and definitely not your brand. <laughs> um, but turning to the NaNoWriMo sacred texts, as it were, mm. uh, we have continued reading No Plot, No Problem by Chris Beatty. Uh, what did you make of his chapter on week one?
0: Uh, I would say it was perhaps excessively optimistic, but there's some good advice in there. Uh, in particular, I think um, he talks about finding the right time for you to write. And I think that's genuinely a really good idea. Uh, it took me a really long time to figure out that I'm very much a, a writer of extremes in terms of when I'm at my best creatively. Um, you know, in an ideal world where I didn't have a day job. I think I'd probably get up, knock out a couple thousand words from like 7.30 to 9 a.m., fuck off and do something else, take a nap, and then come back and do a little more at, like, 10pm to midnight or something like that. Mm.
1: Yeah, there's some stuff in there about staying focused when you're working late into the night, like having caffeine, but if you're not a caffeinated person, fresh air or peppermint tea. Mm. Um, But honestly, at this stage, I'm trying to avoid needing to use that advice because I know if I stay up late, I will just sleep in tomorrow Um, and then my morning writing time is gone and we've already discussed how that (laughs) doesn't really work out for me. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been trying very hard to get a good chunk done in the morning before work, maybe a little bit uh, over lunch and then a little bit after dinner.
0: Mm. I mean, we do know that, um, if you don't get your solid eight to nine hours of sleep, you will turn into a grizzly bear and start mauling people's faces.
1: Yes, I will be violent and non-functional
0: Absolutely. and unfit for public consumption. Mm. The other piece of advice in there uh, about leaving your inner editor behind uh, is also really good. I I don't really struggle with this anymore. This used to be a problem for me, but now I'm, I'm better at sort of separating out into, you know, first draft is for writing, second draft is for editing kind of mindset. But I know that's not necessarily the case for you so do you want to talk about that yes yeah,
1: so the struggle has been hard <laughs> um one thing i found a little bit useful on this front of, of shutting up the inner t- inner editor mm. is writing sprints yes um, there have been a, a few of these at the in-person write-ins that mm-hmm. we've been to um, and there's a Discord community online for Canberra and they're doing a lot of these virtually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but essentially the idea is you set a timer and you get as many words in before the timer goes off, mm-hmm. uh, writing as fast as possible um, I've discovered that for me a sprint up to about 15 minutes is good anything longer than that, my in-editor
0: starts to have opinions mm, Very fair, very fair uh, I love writing sprints. I don't know what it is about them. They've unlocked something in my brain and they're probably how I get the vast majority of my word count out. I'm pretty sure actually I was looking at my little word count tracker spreadsheety thing that I keep and I'm pretty sure almost all of my actual output has been during writing sprints. There's only one or two occasions where it wasn't and it's actually much slower and more painful. Uh, for me personally like 15 minutes is good 30 minutes is better because specifically I find that I need a little bit of ramp up time to get into the flow but I know that this is something that's very individual I know someone who routinely does sprints of like two hours which is insane to me that's
1: that's not a sprint that's a marathon that
0: is a marathon that is a goddamn cross-country meet right um And, of course, one of the good things about doing the sprints virtually is that you can race a little bit. And there's no prizes beyond sort of bragging rights. But for me, who at, at various points in my life has been a professionally fast typer, uh, that can be very satisfying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. One other bit of advice in this chapter is to not delete things. So you should italicize them. Or if if you cannot bear to have them in the document, put them in a different document, but don't delete things. it all counts.
0: Now, yes, first of all, yes, absolutely. I, I do recall you were we were out of and uh, someone uh, who, who we both know and both have enormous respect for said something about how well it's it's not about hitting 50,000 words. And I, <laughs> do you remember this? The face- I do And
1: <laughs> the the face you pulled at the tone of voice you, in which you said, no, you have missed the point. <laughs> that is the only purpose of yes. this. It is only about reaching 50,000 words. Yeah, it's not
0: about <laughs> writing good. It's about hitting 50,000 words. I
1: think in this chapter, uh, Chris Beatty says,
0: all words are good words. All words are good words. At this at this stage, all words are good words, especially when this is your first NaNoWriMo. And is this your first... Like novel length, novel draft?
1: Uh, It is my first attempt at finishing something novel length. I have started plenty of things that are novel length. Mm,
0: There's this uh, writer I I really respect. Her name's Elizabeth Boyle. I've seen her speak at uh, conferences sometimes. And one of the things that she says that I truly and wholeheartedly believe is that finishing one novel will teach you way more than starting 20 novels. And I she's correct. So I, I highly recommend not just to you, but anybody listening, uh, even if the novel is bad, just finish it. Like by finishing it, you will learn more than starting a new project.
1: I, uh, I have had to tell myself that because I can tell as I am writing fast that the writing is bad. Yes. I feel okay. it in my bones. It is a struggle. That's but okay. I think we've discussed that that's actually kind of the point of NaNoWriMo. The point is to get to 50,000 words, Mm. Um, but the point behind that is
0: to get used to imperfection. Exactly, yes. So the other thing, though, is uh, I'm going to call you out now. I'm very sorry for doing this. (laughs) You do this every episode. I know. You shouldn't be surprised. And I should stop apologizing because an apology implies that I'm going to change my behavior and I'm absolutely not going to stop doing this. I have sat next to you at many of these write-ins. And I've seen you delete things as you go. All
1: right. So I did realize I was doing this. um, Mm -hmm. uh, And I was doing it without even realizing. Now, this is partially because this is like how I write. What I will do is at the start of a scene, I'll do five minutes and say, right, he says this, she saw that, he did this. Um, and then what I will do is I will go over that in more detail to, to actually get the prose. And when I'm going over it in more detail, I, I delete those like that little sketch of the scene. But I think you are right that according to the rules of NaNoWriMo as laid out in this book, that little initial sketch actually does count to the <laughs> word count. Um, So what I think I'm going to do going forward is section them off in a little side document Mm. i do kind of want to get to fifty thousand words of the the drafted prose no matter how bad it is totally but if we are getting towards the end of the month and i am struggling all those little sketches are going to suddenly count towards my word count total
0: i think something else to consider is that this is also sometimes an issue of momentum rather than quality so um not so much when you're like outlining a scene and then writing the scene like that's you know obviously your process, but if you're finding yourself getting bogged down or stuck or there's a piece that you just you're not a hundred percent sure how it's gonna go yet, uh my foolproof method of dealing with that is making it future me's problem. (laughs) And by that I mean I open square brackets, write, figure this out later, close square brackets, highlight the whole thing in yellow, and then skip ahead to the next bit where I'm I'm feeling good about what's what I'm gonna write, like where I know what is happening. And I can move forward <laughs> and I do have to go back to those things later but the good news is that by the time I go back to them I've usually gotten to the end of the story and I know what I have to backfill.
1: Nice I, I haven't used this to like figure things out later but I do definitely have a character in mind which is called open square brackets boy close square brackets.
0: Yes I actually in my not in this novel I actually had all characters named ahead of time for once which is really genuinely uncommon for me but in the novel I'm still technically working on, but that I I did the first draft of earlier this year while I was stuck on a farm for three weeks. Uh, One of the characters was, open brackets, obnoxious aristocrat, close brackets, for a really long time. Uh, His his name, I had to find a name that's as obnoxious as his, his, and I landed on Oberto, so I apologize to any real life Oberto's out there, but uh, pick a better name, bro.
1: (laughs) So speaking of characters, there are a couple of exercises in this chapter, one of which is a character exercise.
0: You're about to ask me if I did the exercises, and Addie, I've got to tell you, there is nothing I could conceivably enjoy less than revisiting the idea of homework. I really (laughs) thought I'd left that behind me, but... In the interests of making a podcast that has content, I did in fact do the exercises. God damn it.
1: And I appreciate your sacrifice. Thank you. Um, Alright, so the first exercise is one where you ask a friend to tell you about their strangest relative,
0: right? Yes. Okay, here's the thing. I'm an extrovert. Uh, I already talk to people and have conversations quite a bit, and I get stories about people's weird relatives couple times a week already. (laughs) So this required no effort from me, which is the best kind of homework. Uh this did not add much to my life. How was it for you? Did you do this? I did not do the homework. (gasps) (gasps) You didn't? Oh my god (laughs) I feel so betrayed.
1: (laughs) I I was you sitting on your lofty perch of having achieved par for week one. Okay,
0: fair enough, fair enough. You don't have time. <laughs> I do okay. not have
1: time. I don't have enough time to write the actual novel, let alone to do
0: the homework. I think you would have time <laughs> to write the actual novel if you stopped deleting so much stuff. Anyway.
1: We've, we've discussed this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I did actually find the second exercise more useful, though. This was the one where you watch a TV show or a movie or whatever, and you sort of watch with your critical brain turned on and jot down your notes about plot structure or how they introduce character or pacing or, you know, whatever. Uh, how, how did you find that one? So I did watch TV this week,
1: but it was exclusively as a way to relax and wind down. So I also did not do this bit of homework. <laughs> I did none of the homework.
0: You're supposed be the good one Addie I'm the chaos gremlin you're the good one we've established this dynamic and now you're turning it on its head I am a former pleasure to have in class
1: (laughs) (laughs) and all my teachers would no doubt be rolling in their graves but I did not do any of the homework this week
0: (laughs) look Um, fair enough maybe next week will be better but but yes I
1: don't one of the things I struggle with so the purpose of this exercise is to sort of figure out like How do you pace things? How do you introduce characters? Mm. Um, Where do you build tension? Um, I haven't done it for this week, but I have tried to watch TV or read with an eye to these things. Mm. And I think one of the things I struggle with is a lot of this is stuff where you can tell when it's gone wrong. You can tell where the writer has messed up, but it is really hard to articulate
0: when when and how you do it right absolutely absolutely now with that in mind actually i'm gonna share with you a method which i hate admitting has worked really well for me and i'm gonna start with this with a caveat of this is an incredibly sort of western hollywood-centric lens of looking at story uh it is all about the three-act structure it will not work if you're looking at stories that don't use a three-act structure, if they use a four-act structure or other structures from non-Western cultures or da 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 whatever. Anyway, Save the Cat Writes a Novel by Jessica Brody. It fucking works. <laughs> um. You sound so resentful of that I fact. am resentful! It's a... Uh, so this, this book, like... Without getting too deep into it, because this is not an advertisement, Uh, we are not sponsored, but Jess Brody, if you do want to pay us money, we will absolutely share your book. Uh, The book includes a beat sheet, which is basically like a kind of a a plot template, right? It tells you exactly when each point of a three-act structure plot takes place. It's modeled, as I said, off the sort of Hollywood screenwriter system. The thing that I found really useful in Save the Cat is it does include... Uh, sort of books and movies and stuff broken down onto that beat sheet so that you can see, like, there are actually a million different ways of applying the same beat sheet. So it's not like it limits your creativity, but it it imposes a a set of structures, right? And even if you don't want to use a traditional three-act structure, I do think reading Save the Cat writes a novel might be useful because it defines if nothing else it defines a lot of the common terms that people use to discuss story structure and story pacing so at a minimum you'll come away better able to sort of understand what other people are talking about and with like a better vocabulary for describing where you're having trouble
1: so you seem to have a lot of opinions about this book yes maybe if we survive this month that is one to talk about in future.
0: That is a project for next fucking year at the absolute <laughs> earliest, okay? Uh, as a first-time nano-novelist, I did wonder, actually... Um, even though you did not do the homework, I wonder if you do have any advice or reflections that might be useful to your fellow newbies.
1: All right. I think my advice is specifically for newbie plotters Mm. um, and those who are uncomfortable with going in or feel underprepared or are concerned that what they're writing has drifted away from what they did plot. And I think it is you can plot on the fly. So you can do something like morning pages, or you can do something like sketch out what's going to happen in the next scene or the next few scenes. Um, and that might make you feel just slightly more comfortable and prepared going into your writing for the day. Yeah. Um, so I think that that is the thing that I've learnt from this week that has worked for me. Um, I think the other bit of advice is just make sure you're comfortable. Like... Mm. I have been setting myself up for these writing sessions. I'll set myself up a little basket, and it's got a thermos of tea and some snacks. Uh, and so, there's really no excuse to get up uh, and leave your writing until you've done at least some writing.
0: Mm. The number one thing that's worked really well for me is taking every possible function that I could need from my phone and having it on a device that is not my phone so that my phone cannot come with me to writing. Uh, my music- <laughs> So you did
1: not end up
0: chucking it off a bridge and going to a Nokia brick. I came really close I'm not going to lie but my music is coming off an iPod shuffle that I got for 15 bucks off a really sketchy dude on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> uh, my timer is this adorable little kitchen timer that looks like a pot of ramen noodles and uh, and then I have an app on my phone which will uh, just stop me physically stop me from using it for you know a certain preset period of time Uh, I alternate between using an app called OneSec and this other app called Flora. Um, I like Flora because if you try to use your phone, you kill the tree that you're growing. And that is a much more effective motivator for me than simply if I'm using my phone, I won't be writing.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's nice to know you have empathy for some things.
0: I have empathy for lots of things. I even have empathy for you.
1: <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't know it from the amount of suffering you have put me through this week and will put me through this month.
0: That's true. Look, I just want to clarify for the, se- for the podcast hypothetical audience, I'm not actually an abusive monster. <laughs> this is just a bit. However, it's extremely funny. So I will be continuing to bully Addy on the air. <laughs> uh, uh, now, that being said, Looking ahead to next week, right? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to keep plugging away at this project. I'm optimistic would be a, a very strong word to describe how I'm feeling, but I am feeling you know, more or less on top of things at the moment. Uh, I've clearly demonstrated that I can smash out a pretty good number of words in 30 minutes. What about you?
1: I don't know if I would say I feel on top of things. Um, That's because you're not. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am willing to keep going.
0: (laughs) That's really all we can ask, honestly. Willing to keep going is all we we want. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's the Mm -hmm. only goal.
1: Though, one thing that is a little bit encouraging is, even though I am not up to the goal for week one, I do have a lot of words. There is Hmm. a spreadsheet... And it has the words I've written over this week. And it is a lot more than I normally would. Mm. So that has been encouraging. It's it's interesting to keep track of how long I spend writing and how each session feels. Oh,
0: is this um, is this the one I sent you where you can log, like, how focused you were and where you were at the time and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Ah, I have also been using a copy of that spreadsheet and... Um, I don't think that seven days is quite enough data to be statistically meaningful. But certainly if our hypothetical audience is interested, I can link those spreadsheets on the Going Pros page on my website and they can follow along in yeah, not quite real time, but a, a decent approximation thereof. Yeah. <laughs> uh... You are looking for
1: even more detailed monitoring and accountability for me over the next week. Uh,
0: Who says (laughs) this is about you? Maybe this is about me. (laughs) We've established that if I don't have an external source of criticism, I have nothing motivating me.
1: Clearly, what I'm hearing here is I need to bully you more.
0: Yes, you do. Come on. I've been waiting. (laughs) Now, I know that we don't have... Uh, an enormous number of listeners but we do have some and some people have said nice things about the yes, podcast that so has been nice to hear i am going to with your permission i will put those two links up on the website and um we'll treat it as aspirational shall okay. we okay
1: aspirational
0: uh and that web address is cztax.com slash podcast i am aware that some people Misspell my surname. They think I am saying tax as in taxation instead of tax as in things that you stab into corkboards. Uh, so I'm glad the- you said corkboards because <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's places I could go with that. Uh, you you sometimes get a little bit stabby.
0: <laughs> I do get a little bit stabby. That's why I like embroidery so much. Uh, but just in case anyone needs that in the phonetic alphabet, it is Charlie Zulu Tango Alpha charliekilosierra.com slash podcast or just check the show notes because you're probably listening to this on your phone and that'll be a lot easier
1: and if you are listening to this on your phone i think it is time to put your phone down and go do
0: some fucking writing go do some fucking writing (laughs) knowing pros is hosted by ad ellicott and cz tax Our intro and outro music is by Nathan J. Phillips. For more information on the podcast, including where to find us on social media, visit cztax.com slash podcast or check the episode notes. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Ngunnawal people.